Please join me in a spirit of prayer. Your love, O Lord, forever will we sing. We give you thanks for the gift of your love that makes a home in our hearts. Help us once again to open our ears and open our minds, open our souls to your voice, to your annunciation that engenders the life of your Son in us. In his name we pray, amen. Please be seated. Elton John. My sermon begins with Elton John and his husband, David. Now, Elton John never thought that he would be a dad. He never thought he'd be a father. He never actually really considered it. And if he did, he certainly didn't think he'd be a very good father anyway. That is until Elton and David visited an orphanage in the Ukraine that they were supporting through their HIV foundation. As Elton John tells the story, they walked into this orphanage and almost immediately an 18-month-old named Lev, and this is Elton John's own language, Lev levitated into his arms. Lev levitated into Elton John's arms, and for the next hour and a half, the famous pop singer carried an 18-month-old child around the orphanage. At the end of the tour, the child went to David's lap, and next to David was Lev's brother, Artemis, Artemis being HIV positive and a recipient of the health care provided by the foundation. And Elton John got up and answered questions. In the course of answering these questions, one reporter said, Mr. John, have you ever considered being an adoptive parent yourself? And up to that moment, he never had. But he found himself answering, well, you know, I've never considered it before, but after this visit, I may pursue adoption. And that is what happened. David and Elton got busy trying to bring home Zev and his brother Artemis so that they could be their sons. And they got tangled up in too many complications. The Ukraine had horrible anti-gay adoption laws and anti-gay laws in general, both left over from the Soviet era and now supported by the Orthodox Church. They had equal problem with laws in Britain. And this process started to take too long. It went on for a year and a half. And as the good souls they are, they turned to each other and said, this is no longer about us becoming parents. This is about the good of the children. What should we do? And what they did next was try to search out the original birth parents, 
couldn't find him, but they did find a grandmother. And they did everything they could, and they got Zev and Artemis placed with the grandmother. And then, as they say, they surreptitiously supported them. They became Uncle Elton and Uncle Dave, and they would send them what they needed. Reflecting on this year and a half of trying to become a parent, David, in what I have to say is a remarkable act of being a husband, turned to Elton and said, Elton, what do you think this little boy Lev was teaching you? What do you think this little boy was teaching you? And Elton responded, I think my higher power, my God was speaking me, to me through this child and telling me that I could be a father and that I even could be a good father. And from that place, David and Elton set out to become parents, and they are now parents of Zachary and Elijah, two lovely biblical names. And they are extended parents for Zev and Artemis, who are still in their circle of love and support, who they visit and still surreptitiously support. Who says annunciations don't happen anymore? We have the Annunciation to Sir Elton John. Sometimes the angel is named Gabriel, and sometimes it's named Lev. But God's messengers reach us. And indeed, when Elton John tells this story, he says that that child was a messenger from God. And we all know that the word angel means messenger. God is still speaking. God is still sending God's messages and messengers for those who are hungry and waiting to receive those messages. God is still speaking. God is still making the impossible possible. God's word is still life-giving generative, coming to us with all we need to live lives of grace. And God's word that God is still speaking still overturns our lives and upsets every oppressive and dehumanizing set of laws and systems that keep people from flourishing in God's abundance. We see all of this in the Annunciation to Sir Elton John, and we see this in the Annunciation to Mary. We are tempted to make this story sentimental and personal and individual. It's just something between Mary and the angel, and it certainly is that. And it's a story about the throne of David and the kingdom of God and a dynasty and the future of God's people 
in this child. It's a corporate story, a collective story, a political story, and a personal story, and even a planetary story. When the Holy Spirit moves over Mary, that's a reference to the Holy Spirit moving over a creation. And it tells us that this is a new creation being born in Mary, a new creation for the world, the redemption of the world. We know to read this story this way. We know to read the story of Elton John because we are immersed in the Word of God. How, when I heard the story of Elton John on Fresh Air, did I see in it an enunciation? Because I'm immersed in this story. How did Elton John know to hear the word of God in Lev, the levitator? He knew it from his own immersion in his relationship with God. How did Mary know? And how was Mary receptive to Gabriel when Gabriel came. We know from the Magnificat, Mary's great song, that she was immersed in the story of Israel. She was immersed in the word of God. And so she was prepared to recognize and listen when God came with God's word of faithfulness and love. And so we are all preparing our hearts we are all making a mansion in our hearts for God. And our work is simply to be receptive. Because God makes the mansion and God chooses to dwell in that mansion. God chooses to dwell with us. Sometimes when I think of this story of Mary, I wonder how many stops Gabriel made that night. How many doors did Gabriel knock on before Gabriel found Mary, someone willing to listen, someone willing to engage with God's messenger? And she does engage. She asks questions. She doesn't hide her fear and perplexity. And when the time comes, she consents to the work of the word in her. How many people missed the daily visitation of God. That daily visitation that comes to all of us to engender the word of God in our hearts and our souls so that we can bring forth the life of Christ into the world. Part of Elton John's story that is important and why I think he was able to hear the word of God through Lev was that Elton John has been long in recovery from addiction. He had a very hard recovery story from three addictions, cocaine, alcohol, and food. And in his great frustration and struggle with his own powerlessness over these substances, he was ready to quit his addiction program in Chicago one day. He packed his bags and he went and was sitting on the front steps of the hospital. And one of the older folks in the program came and talked to him. And Elton John explained that he wasn't buying any of this higher power stuff. 
he hated God. He resented God. The God he knew was the God of church school, the God who was punishing and mean and cruel, who didn't like people like him. And this older, wiser person simply said, Elton, do you believe there is something greater in the universe? And Elton said, well, that I can believe. He said, can you believe that that greater power cares about you and your health and your well-being? Call that your higher power. Learn to relate to that higher power and call it God. That was the tipping point for Elton John's recovery from three addictions and entry into 29 years of sobriety following the program of recovery. And I believe it's that spiritual practice, that spiritual returning to God over and over again and listening to what God is saying over and over again that prepared him to receive what God was saying, how God was changing his life, how God was making something impossible possible, how God was leading him to challenge oppressive and dehumanizing structures for the good of children. Brothers and sisters, God is still speaking. God is still sending God's word to us. And we prepare our souls as mansions for God to dwell in by attending to God's daily visitations, by praying, studying scripture, singing gorgeous music and hearing gorgeous music worshiping together, serving together, being there for each other. All these things make our souls more transparent to the God who is speaking love and life to us every moment. Amen.